Welcome to the Beautiful Second Act Podcast. If you are in midlife or beyond, if you hunger for your most fulfilling life, if you are brave enough to dream big, to pray boldly, if you think age is just a number and does not define you, then this is the place for you. If you long for a deeper connection to self and spirit and are willing to answer your heart's calling, then this is the place for you. Hi, I'm Patty Deaner, and I believe deep inside all of us, there's an ache for something to light us up. We each have a calling that starts as a whisper and doesn't go away just because we get older. Join me on this journey during our most beautiful second act in life, where I will share with you stories from extraordinary humans who have fully stepped into this life in engaging and inspiring ways. I will also share with you my personal discoveries in creativity and growth. Listen, and I promise to bring you nuggets of joy, grace, awaken your spirit, and at times bring laughter to your world. I invite you to a place where we speak our highest truth, can be our most authentic selves, and are unapologetically real. Let's get started. Hi there, friends, and welcome back to Beautiful Second Act. I'm Patty Diener, your host, and I hope that you've been having a beautiful day. Today, uh, I would like to talk to you guys a little bit about something that has been on my mind a lot this last week, and that is creating a vision for the life that you really want. Now, I know that it, in midlife and beyond, uh, a lot of us have already reached that stage, but some of us are still seeking, or maybe some of you have already had you know, a lot of successes or done a lot of great things, but now you're looking for something different because you're a really creative mind and you want to do something new. The thing is, is if you get stuck, what I found is, is if you just start by creating a vision for yourself and being happy in life in general, that will really start it off. So um, I struggled with depression a lot, you guys, from the time that I was, uh, you know, adolescent all the way into, I would probably say my early 40s. I Truly, honestly, and I'm 53 now, um, it took me only until this last decade to figure out how to be truly happy. And I struggled and struggled and I was happy on the outside. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was, I was actually nominated class clown my senior year of high school, which I won't even tell you how long ago that was, but you can do the math. I'm 53. Um, I've, I've always loved a good time. So don't get me wrong. I was not, you know, Eeyore gloom, doom, and you know, the sky's falling all the time. But what I did have was a fear of having joy for too long. So in other words, anytime something really positive would go on in my life, I was waiting for the next, you know, shoe to drop or for the rug to be pulled out from under me. I couldn't just enjoy the moment without thinking this is so beautiful and so wonderful, something terrible might take this away from me. So that gave me great anxiety. And I might dive into that later on in a future podcast. But for right now, I'll just let you know that when I turned 42-ish, 43-ish, I just was like, this is all kinds of bullshit. I tried everything. I even went on antidepressants for a while, you guys. And all that did was, well, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing because antidepressants really did help me for uh, a short period of time to slow down the the thoughts, you know, that mind movie thing that you do all the time with uh, thinking all the worst case scenarios. It kind of wiped that out. So it was good for a while. But it's not something anybody should stand for life because, you know, unless, and of course, I'm not a doctor, so I don't pretend to be a doctor. I don't even play one on TV. <laughs> but the thing is, is, um, you know, my doctor and I both decided that this was going to be a short-term fix for me. All it ended up doing was putting a Band-Aid on my situations and, um, 
caused me to gain some weight. So other than that, all I can say is, is antidepressants are great for short term, but they're not a long term fix. If you need a long term fix, you have to dig deep within and decide how you really want to live life. And I decided it was all kinds of bullshit. I needed to figure out a way to let go and let God or let go and let universe or let go and let spirit, whatever it is that you want to call it. I was tired of carrying the load. You guys, I was carrying the load for a really long time. Up to that point, it was, you know, for 40 something years, I was carrying the load. And when you drop that load, it's like a suitcase, y'all. It's like carrying like this huge, heavy damn suitcase you pack around with you everywhere and it's yours and you hang on to it and it feels like it's a part of your identity. So you don't want to set it down. You don't want to pass it off to anybody. It's your suitcase. It is your load and you have to have it. You have to take care of it. It is who you are. But when you finally decide, no, it's not who I am. It's not what defines me. I'm going to set the suitcase down. Oh, for just a minute. Oh, well, I got to pick it back up. You do that enough times, you realize when you, every time you set that suitcase down and you start feeling that load lighten, it's like, wow, I feel so much better without this load. Um, someone else had a great analogy for me when I said something about the suitcase and the load. They're like, well, what if you were thrown into the damn water? And it's either you or the suitcase and you hang on to that suitcase and it's dragging you down and you're going deeper and deeper and deeper into the abyss. If you don't let go of the damn suitcase, you're going to drown. So I was like, wow, yeah, I was drowning. I was dying inside from carrying the load. So the bottom line, y'all, is if you are one of those people that thinks that you have to... Um, be the fixer or that you have to do everything a certain way because if you don't, then this, that, and the other aren't going to work out or whatever it is. If you have anxiety and worry about the what ifs all the time, what if this? Well, what if that? It's just going to really destroy any happiness you could possibly have. So I finally figured out a way to set down the load. And when I sat down the load and I didn't pick it back up, oh my gosh, I became a different person, y'all. I I even had some friend, you know what? And it's really strange too because when you start making shifts in life, sometimes it's triggering for other people and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, you're so different now." Or why are you so different? And they might not like the new you. Hey, they're either along for the ride or they're not. If they're not along for the ride, you got to leave them behind, y'all, because maybe that's the old part of you that you have to shed, just like a, a snake sheds its skin. You will feel so much freer when you let go of the baggage. And quite honestly, some of those folks, they might have been part of that baggage. And if you have to let them go, then baby, wish them well, send them love, and let them go. So anyway, uh, moving on towards what I meant by, you know, having a vision for this life that you want. So when you have a vision for a life that you want, when you see this vision, that is out there. Now, I, I talked about this. If you guys follow my Facebook group, Beautiful Second Act, you know that I did a Friday night wine talk about this. And every um, Facebook group, uh, Beautiful Second Act, we always have a Friday night wine and a Sunday morning coffee. And it's just a way for me to um, touch base with my folks that are out there in our group so that they know that I, I see them, I hear them, and I have thoughts that I want to share with them in regards to living this beautiful second act in midlife and beyond. So what I said, though, was 
you have to start off with being happy. You have to start off with being happy. However that, however that looks for you, being happy because you're setting a higher vibrational level um, with the expectation of your life. And if you have a vision of what your life is going to look like, what this next thing is that you want or that you, that you want to either attain or that the, this lifestyle that you want or the next um, creative endeavor you want to have, then you have to visualize it and already be happy enough in, your, in yourself and in your mind that it's already yours. You have to be happy now for what is coming. Because by saying that to yourself and by living as if it's already yours, you will attract it to you. Now, I, I know I, some people think that's way too woo-woo and, and uh, what the hell is she talking about? But the bottom line is, is let's just put it back this way. If you are one of those sad sacks and you're constantly bitching and moaning and nothing's ever right and everything's against me and nothing works out for me, what do you end up attracting? What happens? That person gets a shit show all the time. The shit storm just keeps coming and coming and coming and they keep wondering, why is this happening to me? Maybe if they just change their vibrational energy, meaning if they just decide today, I'm not going to bitch about this or that. I know it's hard to say I'm going to be happy today. Hey, I just told you I was on antidepressants. But the way it works, you guys, is making small changes. You know, that ship that's out there that's headed out, you know, it leaves the West Coast and it's, it's on its navigational course. If you change the course by just two degrees, you're going to wind up in a completely different place than what your original course was just by that two degrees. And imagine you guys, if every day we just changed another two degrees, how much different your life would be. So make small changes towards happiness. And I guarantee you, eventually you will be there. That fake it till you make it thing. It's real. You have to get out there and say to yourself, this is what I want. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to start today by envisioning that that's what I'm going to have and I'm going to work towards it. But I can't get there by being pissed off all the time. I have to let that go. I have to enjoy my life for whatever it is, whatever it looks like today. And then I need to get out there tomorrow and do one small step towards what that life will look like. And then you'll be amazed at the doors that are going to open for you, you guys. These doors are going to open up out of nowhere. People will come into your life that you never imagined could come to your life. Sometimes people that you haven't thought of for years will just show up in your life. You might, read, you might run into them at the damn gas station. And oh my God, I haven't seen you in 10 years. But they might have some little nugget of information in that conversation that they have with you that will bring you towards your next step. Nothing is coincidence. Be aware. Listen to everything. Keep your eyes open. And I promise you, the doors will start opening for you towards this greater, happier life or whatever the existence is that you're envisioning for your future self. But you have to be one at a higher vibrational level, meaning you have to tell yourself, you have to make the, make the effort to be happier. So you can tra attract happier people, positive people, positive circumstances. Because if you want to sit around and feel sorry for yourself and just lay in bed or piss and moan, you're never going to make a change. Nothing changes unless you make some small change, you guys. It's not going to happen by itself. You have to be willing. 
it, you know, and, and once you do, little steps will eventually, what do they say? The first step to a thousand miles, what I, I'm saying, I'm butchering this whole thing, but you know, a thousand miles. Okay. I can't even remember how the hell it goes, but the first step to a thousand miles, oh, I don't know. You, <laughs> I can't even say the damn thing, but if that, to get to a thousand miles, you have to take your first step. I don't remember. I'm going to remember how to say it as soon as I log off this podcast. You know what I'm talking. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about out there. Anyway, you got to do it, you guys. You got to take the small step to get to where you're going. And eventually, you're going to make great progress. So anyway, um, I hope that that made some sense to somebody. <laughs> um, I want to tell you guys a, a quick story about how uh, when I was going to writers' conferences, um, I put it out there to the universe that I was going to find myself an agent and an editor on that that particular um, conference. Now, I'd been to two other previous conferences. This was my third conference. They're very expensive, y'all. Uh, well, some of them are cheaper than others, but the one that is the San Francisco Writers' Conference is one of the biggest international conferences that they're, um, I, well, anything that I've ever heard of. And it is really, um, it's huge because you have four days of all these workshops with people from all over the world, with all different genres and um, from all different levels of writing, from professional, you know, famous authors down to the person that's just been writing in a notebook. And it's a really, it's a great experience and it's a learning experience. But the thing is, you want to get something out of it if you're spending a whole ton of money. So on my trip to this particular conference, I had already learned a lot and I knew, and I was ready. I thought, okay, I, I learned a lot. I was ready. I had a manuscript ready to go. I just needed to find myself an agent and uh, an editor. So long story short is I put that vibration out there that I was going to have this. And I don't, I don't know how to tell you. I felt this electrifying feeling within myself that I just knew. I just felt it inside me that something huge was going to happen during this conference. And two things happened. One, I did meet an agent that gave me great feedback. She did not become my agent, but I got to sit down in a one-on-one -on -one conference, a one-on-one -on -one consultation with her. And this is what happened. I put it out there that I wanted to meet this particular agent. Now, and I say put it out there, meaning, you know, I prayed. And the thing is, is um, the, uh, the amount of people that were allowed to see her in one day kept like timing out and I was missing my, my opportunity. But for some reason, they extended it by like, I don't know, it was, you only got like 15 minutes at a time with this person. You had to pay 50 bucks for 15 minutes. So I put my hat in the ring and lo and behold, they decide, well, they're extending their, um, their time because there's so many people interested. And I ran upstairs after I'd like thrown in the towel thing, thinking I was never going to get in. I ran upstairs because I was hearing word downstairs that she was going to be available. And I got there and I was one of the last three people to be able to meet her. And even though after, first of all, she asked for a full manuscript from me. She was that interested in it. So pitching to an agent, you guys, is... It's, it's just so nerve wracking because you have to have your pitch down, but you also have to have a really good idea of what your book is, what genre it is. You need the word count. You need, you need a lot of information about your book in order for the agents to be interested. 
So if you're a writer out there and you're just starting out, just know that. But at any rate, here's the clincher, you guys. She was, I live in Lake County, California. She's this big fancy, you know, agent that lives in the city. Come to find out she was from Lake County as well. I never knew her. She went to a different high school and she's probably about 10 years younger than me too. But we won't go there because I'm starting late in life. But the thing is, is she resonated with my story because it was about Lake County. Now, who would have known? I had no, it was not in her bio. I didn't know anything about that. So she gave me a lot of valuable feedback. And after I got, you know, she read my whole manuscript. And after I got the feedback, it, it caused me to tear apart and change a lot about my book before I submitted it. And then I submitted it to several other agents. But the, uh, the thing of it is, is while I was at that same conference, I met my editor who in the elevator on my way up to have a cocktail on Dale day three, at the end of day three, she and I really hit it off. And, um, she's still a friend of mine. She steered me in the right direction. I ended up Instead of going traditional, I ended up self-publishing. Had I not met this editor, I would have never known what to do or how to do it because she really held my hand through the whole process. And it was, I will just say, miraculous because I, I was open to creative solutions. I was open to whatever was going to happen. I, but here's the thing. I put it out there in the world, y'all, that I was going to meet an agent and an editor that was going to help me, and I did on both counts. The person that is, um, I say is my editor, but she's not editing my second book currently. But the thing is, is she is still in contact with me. She edited and helped me with my marketing on my first novel, After the Fire. That'll be in the show notes. But um, the thing is, y'all, you have to put it out there. You have to have a vision for what it is that you want. You have to put it out there in the universe. And you have to have an energy of accepting um, you know, an open invitation of, hey, I'm open for good things to come into my life. And I hope that you don't think that's too woo-woo. But the bottom line, you guys, is you have to, you have to feel it before it's going to be yours. You have to enjoy what already is before anything else good can come to you. If you're sitting around moping and, you know, kicking a rock on the ground and thinking nothing ever good is going to happen for you, then you're never going to get anywhere. So if you're stuck, even, even if you're a positive person, but you're kind of stuck, just continue to live in that high vibration and put yourself out there for good and new experiences because something is going to resonate with you. Maybe it's even this podcast. Maybe you want to start something new of your own. You know, do you want to start a, you know, a bi-monthly supper club? Do you want to start a Thursday night poker group? Do you want to start your own online business? Do you want to start a catering business? Do you, I mean, it's endless, y'all. I mean, you know, do you want to, you know, open up any kind of a side hustle? Or maybe it'll become your next greatest thing. Who knows? Maybe you're a writer yourself. There's so many things that we can do in this in the second half of life, y'all. And just be open to possibilities. Maybe you want to study ancestry and maybe you want to do that for a side hustle for other people because you're so good at ancestry that you want people to pay you to do their research for them. There's, I can count again and again, tons of different opportunities out there for people to have side hustles in the second half of life. And it doesn't even have to be a side hustle. It can be just something for pure enjoyment. Like I said, 
You want to start a book club, a knitting group. You want to have a motorcycle club and you want to go on runs together with your buddies. And, you know, every third weekend of the month, you guys take a drive somewhere on your motorcycles. There's tons of things. A travel group. That's something that I've always thought about wanting to do. I mean, I have tons of ideas of things I want to do, but that's the thing, you guys. It's endless. Just don't have a limiting thought. Have your mind wide open. Don't have a limited mindset that, you know, there's only this. Break out of the box because we have a whole world out there. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Love your family. Love your friends. Don't shut yourself off. And if there's anything that this group can do to support you in Beautiful Second Act, you can reach out on our Facebook group. If you haven't joined, go ahead and hop on over there to join Beautiful Second Act Facebook group. And we're midlife and beyond 45 and over to support each other in anything. And I've got, you know, like I said, if you listen to my previous podcast, I met an 88-year-old woman that published her first novel when I went to my last writer's conference in San Francisco. You do not stop just because of age. You don't have to. You can continue to create. You can continue on with the party as long as you want. You just need to find creative solutions to do so and have an open heart and an open mind. All right. I hope that you enjoyed this content today, you guys. I just like to share what's on my heart. Um, if you want to, please check out the show notes. I'll put all the links and ways that you can find me from my Romance Travel and Food uh, website. I blog about exactly that, Romance Travel and Food. There's recipes in there as well as restaurants and places to go and things to do with your loved one. Also, uh, my book link for After the Fire will be in the show notes. And um, my blog, pattydienerwrites.com, about how I blogged the process of writing that book. So thanks so much for joining me today. I know you can do anything you want with your time. And the fact that you share it here with me means so much to me. Please don't forget to subscribe uh, to this podcast and rate and review it so others can find it more easily. Thanks so much. Um, I love talking to you. And every Thursdays we have our interviews. So we have lots of great folks coming up. Um, we have a couple of men that are going to be on the podcast here pretty soon. So if not for you guys out there who think you're not represented, we've got some really great folks that are going to be on the podcast this uh, month in June. And we also have a doctor that is uh, a naturopathic doctor coming on pretty soon that she can talk to you a little bit about how we can take better care of our health in our older years and some alternative things we can do to traditional medicine. Okay, guys, have a great uh, rest of your week and I'll be talking to you soon. Take care now. <laughs>